Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Welcome to the Hotel Hell. Check-in time is now. Check-out time is never. It's Mike Shope. Does my room have cable? No. And the sheets are made of fire. Can I change rooms? Sorry, we're all booked up. Hell convention in town. And the Bulldog. Can I have a late checkout? I'll have to talk to the manager. You're not the manager, even in your own fantasy? I'm the owner. The co-owner. With Satan. It's Mike Shope. Okay. Just so I understand that in your wildest fantasy, you are in hell. And you are co-running a bed and breakfast with the devil. And the bulldog. Yeah, but I haven't told you my salary yet. Go. $80,000 a year. On WGR Sports Radio 550. I am required to keep this short because I had my chance. And then I (laughs) forgot what I wanted to say. So I shouldn't get to go long here. Your name's on the sign. Uh, I know, but (laughs) still yours. I shouldn't get to go long TD here. It's not going to be 21,000 words, what I'm about to say. Uh, About Pagula and what he probably, or I don't even know if it's probably, might think of McDermott and the situation, um, I said, my guess would be, I think he would be incredulous to an argument that the Bills should change coaches. Part of the reason I would say that is because the Sabres exist. And he owns them, too, and it's been constant state of disaster, right? Can't get good, apathy, changing coaches, paying a bunch of people to not work there anymore. As, as bad as a, as a sports team can ever do is the Sabres of the last decade. And I said, last, the second point is, I said at the time when the heat was mostly on McDermott, like at 6-6 six and six in, in, that, mm-hmm. in that span, talking about whether a change could happen, what my take was, was I think it only has a chance of happening if internally the relationships are fractured. Whether that's, I mean, you had the offensive coordinator fired, so that was a possibility. But coach and GM, coach and owner, coach and quarterback, you know, like if Pagula knew that there was some big problem in the room, then he could maybe have been compelled to make a change in, in the name of that. I mean, Bill Polian was fired after, you know, back-to-back Super Bowls because, like, relationships. And, right. and that kind of thing can happen. But what my thought was then was that it would not happen unless that. And there's no evidence of that at all. So that's it. 
No, if if anything, um, you know, I I wouldn't want to correlate their winning streak with you know the team responding to and having their back in the face of the harshest criticism McDermott has endured as the Bills coach. But it you know if there was a moment where what you're describing could have happened or was likely to happen, that was it, and it just did not happen. The opposite, they just they never lost until you know the second round of the playoffs. And um, there seem seemingly was no, you know, not that anybody's going to come out and, and lay it out there anyway, um, but it seemed like a pretty, you know, like they had it together. And I, I think in the face of that criticism and, and that lengthy Tyler Dunn piece, um, you know, that can test the, 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 the nerves and the, the wherewithal of, of a group like this and, and the leader of that group, and they came through it. Um, and I think that's that's to their credit and that's to his credit. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. Wasn't expecting or planning to get into McDermott uh, today. Caller brought it up. It's, it's an important discussion, and fans are a lot of fans are all about it. So um, we invite you to uh, join us for that or something else. To get to a, a poll from Ross Tucker's podcast that I wanted to run by you. Something he said. Let's go to Chris next. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my phone call. Um, you know, just in kind of sticking with the topic here, I, I think a frustrating part for at least myself, and I'm sure a lot of the other fans as well, and I hear this a lot on the shows, um, a lot of people don't feel like Sean is held accountable. Um, and I think one of the biggest problems, at least for me, within this organization is that he sits at the top of – the organizational totem pole. You know, typically you have your team owner or owners, you know, you have your team president, and then you have your general manager, your people who are responsible for managing the entire operation of the team, and then you have your head coach who's the chef, and he makes the meals with all the ingredients, all your players. You know, we have a laundry list of Von Millers, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, how many more guys are we going to constantly bring in and – change player-wise, and I'm not saying that Sean firing him is the answer, but what I am saying is why is there nobody else checking him like we needed an offensive coordinator. Sure, we had one in-house in Joe Brady. Why was there nobody pushing the button to interview Kellen Moore? Why was there nobody pushing the button to interview Eric Bieniemy? We interviewed Thad Lewis, and then, boom, Joe Brady. You know, defensive coordinator-wise, we, who did we interview? Nobody. And then, boom, it's Bobby Babbage. You know, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. You have a two-time head coach in Andy Reid, and then you have uh, a former head coach and an established defensive coordinator in Spagnuolo. You have Matt Nagy on staff. He's surrounded by this bevy of coaching talent. And when we get into the playoffs and we constantly fall short, I'm a firm believer that it's about setting the players and the team up for success. And I'll end with this. We, we, you asked if the loss in Kansas, to Kansas City this year was on Sean. I would say yes. We got into the last seven minutes of that game, and we purposely slowed the momentum of the game down to try and tie it. That's inexcusable. The way that game was going, we should have tried to go down that field and score as quickly as possible. Sure, Kansas City probably would have came back and either got a field goal, maybe even a touchdown, 
then we get the ball back and we try to score again. That that's being able to to read those big game scenarios is what I think Sean is lacking so much, whether it's thirteen seconds or whatever other playoff blunder you want to go back to. There's just nobody keeping yeah. him in check. But, I don't understand why he has the power and the autonomy to do this. That that okay. is your premise and you can't even prove it. How, how would you know anything about his accountability? You're, you're talking about internally. You couldn't be talking about externally, like what Bulldog says or something. Who, who, who would fire him? Who would fire him? He's on fire. Terry Pagula would do it, like on most teams. The owner would do it. He's not. He doesn't own the team. Like, but who, who's telling him that? Who's it, telling him what? Nobody else in the room. It, no, nobody's going to Terry and saying, hey, we got to get rid of Sean. No, because it would be his decision. That's how it works in most organizations in the NFL. It's it's not as old old fashioned as you lay it out. Like he's just sort of down the list. He's not down the list. I mean, we're talking about who who makes more money than McDermott in the organization, other than like a, two or three players. He has he has tons of power, and he doesn't have more than the owner. So if the whole premise here, look, he, they didn't interview the guys you wanted, right? That doesn't mean that they they don't care. Clearly. The Bills, and this would make sense, I think, in fairness, value their continuity, their ability so far through the years to maintain a top team, not the top team, by promoting from within, including Dorsey. So, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's scandalous or anything that sort of McDermott has just gone rogue because he doesn't want to talk to Eric Bieniemy. I mean, Brady filled in, and they won every week. <laughs> like... I also don't really agree about the end of the game. Like, they, I sat here for days criticizing them for throwing right. to the end zone. That's what you I'm, know, I'm waiting for here. Yeah. How, how, yeah. We're going to blame McDermott for stalling the game, momentum, right? When they threw two passes to the end zone before the field goal—that's not playing to tie. And like a seventy-yard bomb on the first play of that. Drive. That's right. <laughs> like so, yeah. I mean, it ended with them trying a field goal, but that was not—they were—they were not playing for the field goal. And certainly their quarterback wasn't playing for the field goal. You know, we, we wonder whether or not, you know, they, they you know, got in his ear enough to tell him to throw the ball to Diggs uh, on that play that went incomplete in the end zone to Shakir. But, yeah, you, I appreciated the, the, the first part of the caller's points about the, the coordinator because I, I, that lines up with me. Um, you know, I didn't really think about Kellen Moore, but the enemy was a name that I don't know if I met I, – I, I'm almost sure I did. But I wanted them to spend time on that job. And I don't know what sort of uh, forces were pressing on them in the form of Brady having other opportunities – um, but they could have taken a longer time and talked to more people. I think that could have been healthy for them, and maybe they would have even found their way to somebody more experienced than Joe Brady um, and maybe better. Those two don't have to be, you know, you know, they don't have to necessarily equate. But um, so fine, but the end of the game thing just, yeah, I don't know, you, you lost me there. Like you're trying too hard to pin it on him that they missed a 44-yard field goal after – launching a bomb to start that drive with eight minutes to go in the game, by the way, and then running the clock all the way down to the point where, you know, yeah, we, we've, we've done, we've done like master's level thesis work on those final two minutes in those plays, dissecting them and talking about them. It was not slow it down to kick a field goal at all. Well, I I don't want to, I don't want to stay here, but any analysis of that, 
has to be fluid. It has to change as the drive is going along. I had one guy that we last week, I guess, coming at me with, you know, it would have had to be a 20-play drive if they had thrown underneath and, you know, run Allen or whatever. It ended up being a 16-play drive. And he's like, Mike, how many 20-play drives are they? Like, I couldn't care less. Your, your situation is what it is on the first play of that drive. Then you get to like 12 plays into it. It doesn't matter that you've had the ball for 12 plays. Only what matters is the down and distance and the clock and the current situation. So the length of the drive to date is irrelevant. And, you know, okay, be more aggressive. The caller's like, be more aggressive. And you're right to point out the first play of that drive was a bomb. But as you're four minutes, five minutes left, four minutes left, then you're completely in position A. And the field goal is the worst-case scenario. Once you get into field goal range, you want almost as little time on the clock as you can have to be able to execute and score and still have a chance to win. And they kind of got there. So I I, I would never criticize them for what happened on that drive until they got, in my opinion, a little too full of themselves, or Allen did, after the two-minute warning. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't. I, yeah, I just wouldn't hang that on him, on the coach. Like, Allen made the decisions he made there. Diggs was there. He was open. He was available. Allen would know, like, what route Diggs is running, and just he chose to go somewhere else with the ball. So I, I don't know how to pin that on McDermott unless you want him to put Josh Allen in a high chair with a bib on and, like, nurse him. I mean, I don't know what the hell else you want him to do. How much – responsibility should he have for any of that if i if i want anything from mcdermott he's not calling plays i want him with the 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 foresight you know the oversight and then you get to that two-minute warning and what the bills failed to do in my opinion is recognize how they had like the chiefs the chiefs worst case scenario was the first down and not the touchdown and that should have been clear to them and maybe they all missed it like that that that's fair on the head coach. They have time mm-hmm. to discuss that. So that that's fair, but I don't know. Like the whole premise was he's not accountable and I'm like to whom? How do how does anybody even think they know that? <laughs> I think the only way I, I I think maybe the only way a certain kind of fan is going to feel like Sean McDermott is held accountable is when he gets fired. Which I assume someday will happen. Well, now, you, you, know, you you and I in 20 plus years have had it's been a while now in terms of the bills but have had every coach that it gets to be sort of negative about um fans are always making that kind of point like why why is what they really mean when people say accountability is like just you just said when are they going to fire him right that's what accountability that's what the word is sort of code for because you have no idea, like is he? He doesn't meet with the. They always say they, say they do. I mean, dude, you don't believe that? Does not meet with he, the callers? Like, who tells Terry Pagula what to do? Like, nobody tells him what to do. He might have advisors. He might have. He might solicit opinions, but it's his call, of course. You know, just you, the the guy makes it sound like Pagula just left the building, and because of that, McDermott is basically sort of just ta- he just does whatever he wants. I'm sure he does. He gets a lot of what he wants, but they've also won a lot of games. Some benefit of the doubt has been earned. When they promote Brady or Bobby Babich, I mean, I'm not freaking out because I feel like they've earned some credit for doing that well. And I think there is value in, you know, not having someone new necessarily. Maybe not always, but maybe that would have been better. 
but I, I wouldn't blame them for thinking that they didn't need that. I mean, they've been very successful. Anyway, yeah, okay. That's uh, lively. That's that. That's that. Let's go to James next. Hi, James. Hey, uh, I was just listening on this McDermott talk. I just don't like how we've played Kansas City however many times in the playoffs, and we've never really changed our defensive de- approach. Um, we've never been able to sack or put any pressure on Mahomes. I know uh, the counterpoint is, well, you're sacrificing a guy in coverage, but what we were doing did not work. They scored every single drive with the exception of two, one being a drive where they fumbled out of the back of the end zone, and that was our big break of the game. If they would have scored on that, that game would have been over. My second point is, uh, the game wasn't over when we didn't convert on uh, our last drive. We had timeouts left, and we knew Kansas City had to run the ball and get a first down, forcing us to burn our timeouts. If we would have stopped them there, we would have at least had a shot. It was only a three-point game. And they smashed it right down our throats, and we knew it was coming. In our defensive line, that was the only position group that was not hurt. I mean, Mahomes, if you're going to compare him to Brady, Tom uh, Coughlin and on the Giants came up with a game plan to at least slow him down. And, you know, McDermott taking all this credit for being a defensive guru, not in the playoffs. I've seen uh, the quarterback, Skyler Thompson, from Miami throw for over 300 yards against us. Uh, I just – Phillip Rivers kept it close. I, our defense in the playoffs has been atrocious. Well, there, there, thank you, James. There is some truth to that. Like, there, there is some truth mm-hmm. to that. I mean, we're we're at Skylar Thompson now. But, I mean, there is some truth to look at the Bills. This has been said about Pittsburgh enough times. You know, Tomlin and the credit he gets. Well, look at how it's gone in the playoffs for this team. This is what they're supposed to be good at. So the the point that you're playing against the very best quarterbacks is really only takes you so far. Uh, fair enough, I think. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Skyler Thompson making an appearance. I didn't yes. see him in the green room when I pulled in. No, he wasn't there. There, wow. He didn't rate late ad. He he doesn't get to use the green room. He was he was actually he was there taping a segment for the Today Show, and he just came over. He just has to stand outside the window until we're ready for him. That's what happens. Speaking of Brady, Josh Allen is playing this week at Pebble Beach, and Brady is in his group. Yeah, saw that. Keegan Bradley is with Brady. Who is the guy that's with Allen? I didn't recognize his name. Keith Mitchell. He's played okay. with him other times. Like that's, okay. that's kind of his guy, I think, Keith Mitchell. Okay. So that starts tomorrow. Brian Koziol has a tweet with all the pairings. Um, yeah, you can find that if you want. Pebble Beach. You see the clip of Tony Finau playing there today? I did, but what? what he hit was, driver on a short was, par three. Yeah, windy. That was number seven, right? The legendary hole there. Because it was so windy, he had to hit yeah. driver to get it to the front of the green. And and that's what he did. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't see well enough to tell if he hit the ball 200 yards past the hole into the ocean or if he got it up there. I, I, I couldn't see the no. ball. No. The point was it took him driver to, to get it on the green on a short gotcha. par three. That seems really tough, though. Oh, yeah. baby. That's like a 106-yard hole. 
Promise me that tomorrow. I'm to- I'm getting up early for it if I have to. Th- those kind of conditions? Yes. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. It's a good watch. It is a good watch. That that course, though, that's a good watch if the weather is perfect. Yes, it is. Like, I just, you know, I, I love I, the people hang gliding and the whole the whole thing. It's just, it's very picturesque. I will get to a break and look for your calls again after sports. I will spend the break pouring over the foursomes and looking for fun names. Not just NFL quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know. I'll look for some fun names and report back. 803-0550 to join us. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. This is WGR. It is contest time here at WGR. Be caller 5 at 716-221-4WGR-4947 if you prefer numbers in your phone number. To win a pair of tickets to see comedian Nate Bargatze at KeyBank Center Sunday, June 16th. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Tickets courtesy of KeyBank Center. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog to your calls again shortly. I did what I said I would do for once. And go through all the uh, foursomes for the tournament in Pebble Beach, which starts, okay. I assume, tomorrow morning in California. Josh Allen is playing in it. Tom Brady is in his group. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is one group behind them. We also have Larry Fitzgerald playing in this tournament. Steve Young. We have a foursome that includes Alex Smith and Buster Posey. Okay. They might have been friends playing in San Francisco at the same time. I'm guessing that. We ha- we have a foursome with Paul Gasol and Harris Barton. Did, didn't did Posey suffer a devastating broken leg type injury at home plate one time? Uh maybe you think maybe they have they that's what they would talk about. I mean, I think they might have that in common. Yeah. Okay. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If I'm right about Posey, Alex Smith, obviously, I think most people remember. Oof, tough one there. Pau Gasol, Harris Barton, you know who Harris Barton is? Yes, I do. Who is he again? (laughs) Leave the door open for you if you want it. Former former 49er. 
Yes, he's the guy who tells the story about how when the Niners got the ball back in Super Bowl twenty three, okay. late losing to the Bengals, everybody's sort of like tight, and Joe Montana goes, "Hey, look over there, it's John Candy." Right. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy who tells that story. Joe Montana pointing out John Candy in the final moments of the Super Bowl. <laughs> About to go on a game-winning Super Bowl. Right. right. It's like a 90-yard drive or something. And also Condoleezza Rice All right. is in the field. Condoleezza Rice. I don't see Jerry Rice. But, mm. I, you know, a lot of Niners here, San Francisco area. But I do see Condoleezza Rice. No, uh, no. Cur- oh, well, it's. I'm, I'm thinking of the Tahoe thing. Uh, Del Curry and Steph Curry have played in that. But Steph Curry's obviously in season. Yes, uh, another, so. another big game last night. No. I don't know about Dell. Dell's dad. Yeah, Steph yeah. Curry's dad. Yeah, yeah. They've been good. Maybe have won it. Certainly leaderboard at that Tahoe thing. I did not get an invite. No, yeah, mine. Uh, I turned him down. You got an invite, but said I'll yeah, pass. I'm too busy here. I, you know, we have to, you know, pour over, uh, you know, the, the 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 wreckage of the Bill season. You've got your cereal to eat. You've got your routine. Don't want to stray. All right, let's go. Sorry, sorry. So, it's okay. I did. I did just during the commercial break pour a bowl of honey checks, honey checks. out and put it in the freezer for later. Freaking break, honey che- the freezer. Yeah, what kind of behavior? Undefeated is freezer bowl honey cereal. Undefeated checks. They have honey, honey checks, checks now. Just, honey checks. Yeah, honey yes. checks. That's how you say it. I had. To, it was the last of the box. It's been there for four or five days, and the kids beat you know beat me to it. And nothing against the other, you know. There's some Honey Nut Cheerios in there, and some Cocoa Puffs. I'm not going near the Cocoa Puffs, uh, Cocoa Puffs. but I, I I was excited when I saw the Honey Checks, and I just thought the look. I'm like, oh, they're almost gone. I'm grabbing them now. You'll eat them tonight, or you're just saving them. You're hiding them, basically. I, I'm I am definitely hiding them, but it's on the radar for tonight. I got a pretty light dinner planned, and I think I'll probably be up for a snack later. All right, snack planning. Let's go to Rick next. Hi, Rick. Hey guys. So I'm under the opinion that Tyler Bass makes the field goal, and the analytics probably show that we're going to lose the game. High, high percentage of the time. Mm-hmm. We're going to make Mahomes a hero. He's going to drive down, score the game-winning touchdown. Same opinion on the touchdown. If Allen hits that pass with a minute 44 left and two timeouts the Chiefs have, analytics, I don't know officially, but I don't know. As a Bills fan, I'm thinking we're still going to lose this game. Um, needing the touchdown is, is, a big, is a big difference from needing the field goal. Like, I understand the nervousness, yeah. and I'm not telling you I would not have been nervous if Allen hit Shakir with that pass on second and nine, uh, but needing a touchdown is a very different thing than just needing to get to your 30. It is. It is. But this is my, this is my question for you guys, because I sit back, I, you know, I listen, like you said, Bulldog, we've analyzed this thing every which way, but um, Allen is a fierce competitor. We know this. We've talked all season long about McDermott's decision-making and game-time game-winning scenarios, do we trust it, yada, yada, yada. It, knowing your quarterback and knowing his intense nature on the field, do you guys – you mentioned a Bulldog, I think, him having a bib on. I feel like it's not treating him – like not handcuffing him, but telling him at a two-minute warning, we need nine yards. Don't, don't even look for a touchdown mm-hmm. here. We need nine yards. Does Sean McDermott – and who knows? Maybe he did and Allen didn't listen, but – 
Do, yeah. do you feel like McDermott has a responsibility there to understand the scenario, understand the analytics, and just tell Allen, go get nine yards, and then we'll deal with the rest of the drive from there? Because I don't think he did that. And, you know, I think Allen cost us the game. It's hard to say it. I love Allen. He's the reason we're there. That decision in that moment cost us the game. And my question is, is do you think McDermott should own that? Because I think he should. I think he should have told Allen, go get nine yards. Well, um, I don't mind your take, really. No, I don't either. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a fair question. Um, I, I, I don't think any of us know, what, you know, what was said there. They, they're not going to tell us because they don't want to make Allen look bad. Because that's what that would be, you know, if, if Joe Brady or Sean McDermott says, yeah, actually, we told him repeatedly, like, Diggs is going to be open on the crosser. We're running three guys into the end zones. So just all we need is the yard to keep the clock going. Like, if they told him that and he still threw it to Shakir, Allen looks like a jerk. So they're, they're never going to tell you. So I, I don't know, you know, where does that leave you? You, you you disapprove of McDermott in the overall, so then I think you're going to want to assume, because it supports your your narrative, um, and there's nothing wrong with it. You're just going to choose to believe that nobody told him that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, it would surprise me if there weren't specific instructions given there, but, you know, I also watched this team lose a game with 13 seconds left two years ago, so, I mean, anything can happen. I never see them talking. I don't want to say like I'm I'm sort of like an insider that tells you that they never talk, but I never see them talking. And it doesn't have to be that they do, even if I'm right. Like you could still have Brady be responsible for that message. Sure. But you know, the the Bills have a reputation in these games for missing it. And McDermott is often blamed for that. And I think there is some it's somewhat fair to do that. I mean, all these situations are a little bit different. And not all would be ones where everybody would agree that there's really needs to be blame to go around. Um, we don't know if Mahomes actually would have driven the field, like those kinds of things. People have said that about that decision to throw to, to Shakir. So Brady could also be giving the message. You know, it doesn't have to be McDermott. The, the point is, it didn't get through. Whether right. it was... It didn't happen. It didn't For happen. reason. Right. It didn't happen. And you can say, and I know that people have, to us, how it doesn't matter. You know, but I just I thought it was a mistake. And when we're talking about a playoff loss and whether the Bills missed a smart idea, well, we do that every year, don't we? We do that every year, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go to the phones again. Taylor is next. Hi, Taylor. Hey, guys. Love the show. Um, I just wanted to talk about, I guess, like hiring in-house, you know, promoting Babbage and Brady. Um and I'm just wondering if the, the Bills realize how much roster turnover they're going to have to go through this year because they've got to get younger, they've got to get cheaper. And I'm wondering if McDermott just values that in-house kind of promotion more so because they realize how much roster turnover is coming. Well, I, I they probably know what's coming. Um, I don't know if that has to be related. I mean, they're going to want to be the same team. And they know they'll need some new guys, some new parts. But Sal did well, and he's done it many times, to lay out sort of Babbage and the path he's taken. Also, it's been said, Bulldog is who I hear making this point, like in terms of Brady and Babbage, perhaps, you want to keep them, you got to promote them. you got to get step up and sign them and let's go. Or else, you still I mean, you still have a team that's looking for a head coach at, at this stage. Um, 
So I don't know if it has to be related to roster turnover. Maybe. I don't think it needs to be, though. Yeah, I think it, 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 it easily enough you, you can connect it, right? Like how many things do you want to change, right? Um, and, and that can just be the, the, the voices, the teachers that the players have become somewhat comfortable with and confident in. Um, you just don't want that on top of having to play with a new guy next to you or two guys, new, two new guys behind you or whatever. Like, um, so that, that could correlate, but it, it doesn't have to, like you said. Mm-hmm. What are you doing tonight? Anything cool? Um, you, well, you tell me how cool it is to heat up some leftovers and binge watch uh, a show that I'm hooked on. That's a three at the best, at the, yeah. at the most. It's a three. I'm, I'm, three. I, it's another, my wife is on nights now, so she's leaving for work in, I don't know, about half an hour, 40 minutes or so. Uh, the boys are both doing stuff. They're not here. And um, last night I walked downstairs and watched the final two or three episodes of season two of Fargo and started season three immediately and watched two more on the bike this morning. And I'm probably going to watch three or four more tonight. It's a very good, very good show. I don't know what you should be doing. I mean, it's a Wednesday night. I don't know what you should be doing. Usually Uh, what I would be doing is watching hockey, but with the Sabres off and there was only, there was like one game Monday, two yesterday, three tonight. And then the all-star break, I just sort of, I just sort of cut the cord on hockey for the week. Like I don't, I don't need to be sitting here watching whoever. I don't even know who's Ottawa, whatever. Like I don't need to do that. I believe Detroit and Ottawa. Okay, is one of the games. Um, you know, I could do that, but I'm enjo- I'm I'm addicted to this show right now, so I'm going to feed that. All right, so, good. Not very good. Highly recommend that show, Fargo. Um, it's been around a while. I think the last season of it just got finished up pretty recently. Um, and I didn't know this when I started it, but it's one of these shows. There's six seasons of it, and they're all thematically related, uh, like similar, but the, the, the actors are all – the stories are different every year. It's a different story every year. Uh, and so I'm, I'm enjoying that. It's very well done. Netflix? Uh, I've got this on Hulu. Hulu. There we go. Hulu. Yeah. All the subscriptions over there. Yeah. You Hulu. you got some you got some uh, very high praise from my man John Gale about this Netflix uh We Are the World documentary you brought up a couple times yes. yesterday. Yes. He he watched it and was moved to tears, he said. Well, I, it's funny to me to get credit for recommending a documentary about We Are the World because why wouldn't it be great? <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, he he sort of it was a backhanded compliment what you relayed. Like, I didn't expect Mike to give me a music recommendation <laughs> well, that I you, would like. I well, like. I'm very happy with my taste in, in music documentaries. Yeah, you, you you need some context for that, and I and I thought about that when I when I looked. You know, I, I I copy and pasted that from John this morning that I woke up to it, and before I hit send to you, I considered explaining that because the <laughs> the previous text I had sent him, he he has been. Uh, he reminded me that one of my musical heroes, Paul Westerberg, was heavily involved with Glenn Campbell's final record, um, and that they had become friendly towards the end of Campbell's life, and I'd forgotten about that, and so John was in my ear about Westerberg, and we were tweet, you know, texting back and forth about him and the replacements, and I, I, the last text I sent to him last night was, I did not have you 
filling me in on intel or information about Westerberg and the replacements on my bingo card. So he, in suit, followed with uh, that about you right. when, when, when I woke up. This That's morning. so interesting because one of the thoughts I had also was, this is a bulldog phrase. The bingo card the bingo is a phrase card. you use. <laughs> right. Now right. he's saying that. Like, is everybody yeah. saying that? No, he said that because I just said that to him. There it is. All so right. that he, I re, I understand that it's still somewhat backhanded, but he, he used that phrasing, I think, because I just used it. The rest of the story. There it is. Now you know all about this thing you never even cared about. Here's Jeff next. Hello, Jeff. Hi. How you doing? Look, love the show, guys. Thank you. Um, love doing it. I got, two, I got two wide receivers I need your opinion on. I've seen them uh, this year. Um, Jerry Rice's kid and uh, the Franklin kid from Oregon, and I got a juicy rumor for you. You like a juicy rumor? I don't know if I do. How credible uh, is it? Dallas gives us the first and third draft picks for Diggs. Go play with his brother. What do you think? This is your idea? Uh, I, I heard it uh, through the workplace uh, rolling around today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't see it. Um, I would want to keep Stephon Diggs, and there are cap penalties in a trade. I mean, also, I think if I'm Dallas, I'm not making that trade either <laughs> because he's old, and why would I give up a first-round pick? So um, we'll see what happens, though. I'm sure we will talk again if it does happen. I have no opinion on uh, Brendan Rice. I think his name Brendan Rice. Yep, that's right, USC. Yeah, I've never seen him. No, don't know anything about him except who his dad is. Franklin's pretty interesting. Though. Franklin, I've decided that I like. Yeah, yeah. Oregon. So I think that's a good result for the Bills in the first round. Keep the pick. Well, you're saying add a pick, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would be fine with that, I think, at this early stage. Thank you, Jeff. Mike Shope and the Bulldog back after this on WGR. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited 
limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. There should be a movie about my phone. I'd I'd watch a movie about how it decides which typos to correct and which to leave. What was the word last week? I typed in prefer. I I wrote the word prefer in a text message. Mm -hmm. And my phone changed it to (laughs) pre-married. Hyphenated. What even is pre-married? Why is that? How would you ever... What was that even? What does that even mean? Pre-married, like, what is that? It's not even a, a word. I think. Right, pre-marriage is a phrasing you could see. I, I don't know. Pre-married. What's wrong with prefer? My phone does this constantly. It changes it to ot. It changes is to i like i apostrophe d. These things make no sense. Now I just wrote the word pretty, like pretty good. I just wrote the word pretty, but I mistakenly, instead of the second T, wrote a six. P-R-E-T-6-Y. Nope, doesn't change it. <laughs> That's good. That's fine. We know what pret-6-Y means. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going to leave that alone. Is, pre- is pre-married, is that... Short for previously married? No, it's pre like before marriage. Bef- I, I There's know. nothing wrong with prefer anyway. It, yeah, no. Prefer I, is what I wanted. Yeah, I yeah. spelled it right. Oh, just, really? Like you didn't make a mistake and it just changed it. To yes, that? yes. Wow. Uh, these things, these examples I'm talking about, are not from <laughs> typos. They're like when I correctly write the word and my phone changes it to something that isn't a word or even it doesn't make sense. I just, yeah. every time it happens, I text my wife, too. She loves this. Like She thinks my phone is some sinister, there's some yeah. plot going on here with my, my phone. Fa- my favorite one of these that I've got going with my wife, it's been many months now, at one point, um, like over the years, we have te- we'll text one another. In the middle of the day, she's been at work all day, I haven't talked to her all day, and I'll just, pst, you know, P-S-S-T, pst, I love you. Yeah, and and so you know we'll do that to one another intermittently. One one day, I got from her like she's at work, she's busy, she's on her phone all the time. I got pants instead of mm-hmm. pants. Her phone and it was all caps. Her phone autocorrect, and that's the text I got: pants. And I I I didn't respond right away, and I said, hmm. "What was this?" And she's like, "It was supposed to be." Pst. So now we we text one another pants. Now, right. Yeah, go, now, use it. Pants. Pants. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Let's go to Ian here next. Hi, Ian. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I just had a quick question. So I'm thinking about the Super Bowl. I'm thinking about the matchup I really wanted was Bills and Lions and uh, the way the Lions game ended. And I'm thinking if, if a few things go our way uh, on the Bills game, you know, our game could have ended on, on an onside kick as well. Uh, but then I got to thinking, like, you know, how how successful are these things anyway? You know, was there even one successful one this entire season? I know last season they had thought about possibly moving it to something else. I don't know if that yep. movement's going to start again. Uh, but with analytics playing such a big part, you know, year after year and possibly getting bigger and bigger every year, uh, are the owners going to be forced into looking at analytics of what rate 
the onside kick is even successful. And, you know, if you have those numbers, like I'd be curious to know what those numbers are, if they're even successful at all, or if, uh, you know, anyone even completed uh, a successful onside kick. I think there would have been a few this year, but maybe not, maybe not as many as 10. Yeah. The, the rate, the rate, I believe, is in the low single digits at this point. When it's not a surprise. Right? Like when... Right. And end of game, yeah. Right. End of game. Right. It's, it's, and it was never a high percentage play, but I think it's decreased by maybe 50%. Like, it, it might have been 10% and now it's 5 Part of that is you have to line up a certain way. Right. You they can't change, load up to one side or the other. change the ways that you can do that. For right. safety reasons. Right. The... the one alternative idea I've heard discussed is fourth and fifteen. Instead of a kickoff, you can any kickoff. You can choose to have it be fourth, like one play, fifteen yards to gain. You know, you make it, you keep the ball. You don't. It's their ball, right? Pretty simple. And that seems like a, a great idea, I think. But I don't know if the owners will ever do it. It's not a prominent enough aspect of games at all or anymore that. I'm not sure how much of a clamor there would be. Yeah, it, it, I think a year and two years ago, or maybe even three years ago and two years ago, there was a lot of talk about it, and it got tabled, and I don't know that they even talked about it last year. I would love it, though. Thanks, Ian. Interesting. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, 803-0550. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 